This morning, I want to talk to you about something that God has been stirring in my heart, and it's the title of my message, and here's the thing, and I'm going to start with it, and I don't want you to miss it. We're not an audience. We're an army. All right, let me say it again. You and I are not an audience. See, you're not here to watch church happen. You're not here to watch ministry. We're not an audience. This is not a concert. This is not a, a, an event to entertain you. We're an army. Okay, if we're an army, then what kind of army are we? Well, we're an army for good. Now, listen, I want this to settle down into your heart this morning. You and I are not an audience. We're an army. Now, let me explain to you what our mission is at Toy Christian Fellowship. Our mission, every time we do anything, is to create an environment, create an atmosphere through our praise and worship, through prayer, through the ministry of the Word, so one thing can happen. So you can have a face to face encounter with Jesus Christ. Now listen, we're, we're not here to waste time. We're not here because of religion. We're not here because of any of those things. Listen, we're not here to get God to be pleased with us. He's already pleased because of the blood of Jesus. Listen, our mission is for you and I to have a face-to-face encounter with Jesus Christ. Let me explain to you what that means. It happens every single weekend in many of your lives across this room. Moses was out tending sheep working for his father-in-law in the desert. He had been a prince. Now he's a sheep herder, and he worked for his father-in-law for 40 years. One afternoon, he looked out, and he saw a burning bush, and he got his backpack and his sandals, and he hiked over to that bush, and he found out it was not a bush. It was God. That face-to-face encounter he had changed his life. The disciples were tending their nets on the side of the Sea of Galilee, and this carpenter walked by named Jesus, and they talked to him, and they had a face-to-face encounter with him, and it changed their life. Paul, who persecuted the church, was on the road to Damascus, and as he was walking, he had a face-to-face encounter with Jesus Christ, and it changed his life, and it changed our lives. Now, don't miss this. Every one of us can have a face-to-face encounter with Jesus Christ. As I look across this room, there's probably not one of you that has not had a face-to-face encounter. I had the first one when I was 12, and I've had many since then, and it changed my life. Okay, why does that matter, Pastor? Because when we come in this place and we are transformed by Jesus Christ, we take that out of this place with us, and we're an army of good. Listen to this transforming ourselves makes us better at helping others. Now listen, Christianity is not a self-improvement project. I'm not changing me. Jesus is changing me. You're not changing you. Jesus is changing you. Listen, the business of God is restoration. Listen, the more broken, the better, because God loves to restore brokenness. He has in my life and he has in your life. Transforming ourselves makes us better at helping others. Listen, We're not an audience, we're an army, and we're an army for good. I want to read to you out of Acts chapter 10, verse 38. This verse is about Jesus, and it's about you. Listen to what it says. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with them. Here's the first thing I want you to see in this scripture. Jesus did what? He went about doing good. The very same thing you and I are supposed to be doing. Now, let me just stop right here and say something. As I look across this room, many of you in this room have given your lives to helping others, and you do it every single day. 
and you may be a teacher, you may be in the medical field, you may be an EMT, you may be in law enforcement. Uh, there's all of you across this room, and not just those things. I could go on and on. I know you've given your life to helping others. I know you've given your life to doing good. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but what I want to do this morning is just encourage you. We're not here as an audience. We're here as an army to be strengthened and to be encouraged to go out there and do good. Now, let me bring this verse home to you. It says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He's also anointed you with the Holy Spirit and with power. It wasn't just for Jesus. It's for us. He says that he went about doing good. You and I have the opportunity to do the same, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. This verse Judness just isn't about Jesus. This verse is about us and for us also. We're not an audience. We're an army. I want to read to you in 1 Peter chapter 2, starting with verse 13. Listen to what it says. Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to human authority. Whether to the emperor, now we don't have an emperor, we have a president, as supreme authority to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and commend those who do right. Now, here's the first thing I want you to see as I move on. God honors and respects authority, and he wants you and I to do the very same thing. Listen, you should be teaching your children to honor authority. We as adults should be honoring authority. Authority is a God thing. One of the worst things that can be in your life is rebellion, where no one tells me what to do. No one bosses me. Listen, if Jesus is your Savior, he's your boss. Amen? That's what Lord means. It means boss. But we all have other bosses, if you will. We have authority in our lives. And God wants you to understand that you're supposed to recognize that. Listen to the next verse. It says, for it's God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Now, listen to this very carefully. We're not an audience. We're an army. What kind of army are we? We're an army for good. Listen to what this verse says again. It says that you and I, it's God's will. Now, I hear Christians all the time asking me, Pastor, what's God's will? Well, I can tell you what God's will is. His will is that you go out there and you do good. Then it says you'll silence those who talk foolishly. Now, what what does that mean? Well, I've got a good friend, Joe McGee, and he's always told me people drive by here and they just hope and pray we're the real thing. Well, what do you mean? Well, there's charlatans in the world. There's people who lie and steal and cheat and don't do what they say they're going to do. And we've endeavored not to be those people, and we're not those people. And when you and I go out and we do good and we do righteous acts, the Bible says it silences those people, and they don't have anything to say against us. The next verse says, live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Now, that may sound funny to us today. Paul identified him as a love slave, okay? I'm Vicky's love slave. <laughs> Amen? I'm Vicky's love slave. What does that mean? That means I love her and I want, to, I want to please her and I want to do what she wants me to do. I'm also God's love slave. All right, so it says right here in this verse, live as slaves. Now, don't miss this. Show proper respect to everyone. That's, again, talking about authority Love the family of believers, fear God, and honor the emperor. Now, let me just tell you something. Basically, here at TCF, we have about 300 people who go to church here. Not everybody's here every weekend, but there's probably 300 or more people who call this church their family. Now, what if this week all 300 of us went out into our world 
and we had this one thought in our heart and our mind. I'm going to do something good. Now, many of you do good things every day. Some of you do good things every hour. You do many good things. But I just want to stir in your heart this morning. If all 300 of us went out this week and we looked for an opportunity to be an army of good, we looked for an opportunity to sow into somebody else's life, then 300 things would happen this week that would change other people's lives. Now, listen, I'm not very good at math. I'm not a math major, you know. But I, I know that 3 times 4 is 12, right? Okay, so if there are 300 acts of goodness a week, in a month there'd be 1,200, right? So in Tulia and Swisher County in this area, this week, if every one of us did one good thing, if we did something to help somebody else, there would be 300 acts take place this week to help somebody and change somebody's life. Now, don't miss this. Can I encourage you this morning to stop praying small prayers. Stop praying small prayers. What do you mean, pastor? Lots of times when we pray, we pray for us for and no more. You know what? As Christians, you're supposed to be praying for your family, and I'm not discouraging that. You should be praying for your family, moms, dads, grandparents. We're supposed to, as Christians, lift our family in prayer. But what if you stopped praying small prayers? Well, what do you mean? Well, sometimes we pray small prayers because we're afraid, well, what if it doesn't happen? Uh, what if you were to dangle your toes off the edge and you dared to begin to pray big prayers? You stopped praying small prayers. You didn't just pray for your own. You didn't just pray for your family. Now listen, what if this week you have one person that you've never prayed for before? Maybe it's somebody at work. Maybe it's somebody at school. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's a coach. I don't know who it is, but you have one person this week that you're going to lift their name in prayer. What if every day this week, Monday through Sunday, you lifted somebody in prayer you'd never prayed for before? Now, don't miss this. Then that would be 300 people in this area who've never been prayed for before who are being prayed for. Now, my math skills are being stretched right here. Okay, we've had 300 acts of goodness, and we've had 300 people prayed for. That's 600, right? Y'all help me now, right? That's 600. Okay, so 600 a week times four weeks, is, is that 2,400? So there's 2,400 prayers, 2,400 righteous acts taking place in our families, in our lives, and in this area. Now, I, I don't want to dare try to multiply that by 12, but I can do by 10, okay? 10 months would be, would that be 24,000? So, so there'd be over 24,000 acts of goodness, righteousness, kindness, and prayer go forth in this county. Holy mackerel! Now, you know what's going to happen if you do that? First off, you're going to have to give up your seat, number one. All right, we're not going to be able to have enough services or have enough room. I don't know what we'll do. All right, listen, we're not an audience. We're an army, and we're an army for good. Let me read to you out of Galatians. Galatians 6, 9, and 10, New Living. I love this. It says, so let's not get tired of doing what's good. Now, stop right there. Listen, don't remember what I talked about? Burn the white flag. I know, I know. You're like me. Hey, I helped somebody one time, and when I did, all I did was get pooped on. And that's, a, that's my church version, right? Right? 
Have you ever heard that saying before? No good deed goes unpunished. Right, we've all been there, haven't you? You're going to help somebody, and you mean you really get fired up, and pastor's pumped, and I'm fired up, and I'm going to help somebody, and then it doesn't turn out like you want it to. So we think, hey, I'm never going to do that again. Don't miss this. The Scripture says, let's not get tired of doing what's good. King James says, don't grow weary. Listen to it. Let's not get tired of doing what's good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those who are in the family of faith. What does the scripture say right there? It says, don't give up. Listen, we're not an audience. We're an army. We're an army for good. Listen, we made a huge difference this last weekend. We're making a huge difference this weekend. When you go into your job, when you go in with your family, when you go out into the community, look for opportunities to do good. Let me read you a quote. Share the hope you have inside you. Our church becomes the church when compassion goes beyond the walls of our weekend services. Listen, our heart at TCF has always been outreach. Do you know why we have over 100 teenagers every week in Ground Zero? Because we believe in outreach. Do you know why we have over 100 boys and girls every week in Power Kids? Because our heart is outreach. Do you know why this year we're going to take 50 men to men's retreat? Because our heart is outreach. All right, see, it's not so much what happens in here, and we want what happens in here to be good, but then you take it out. Listen to it again. Share the hope inside you. Now, listen, the world doesn't have any answers. The culture doesn't have any answers. You and I do. We have Jesus Christ on the inside of us, and that's our hope. And what does it say? It says for you to share the hope inside you. Then our church becomes the church when our compassion goes beyond the walls of our weekend services. Let me read to you out of Hebrews 13. We're not an audience. We're an army. We're an army for good. It says, and don't forget to do good. Don't forget. Don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Now, here, don't miss this. The very first thing I said was it's God's will for you and I to do good. Then it says right here, when you do good and you help others, that it pleases God. Now, here's what I know. There's not a person in this room who does not desire to please God because if you didn't want to please God, you wouldn't be here. I know you're here because your heart's good. I know you're here because you love Jesus. I know that's why you're here. And the scripture says that if you want to know what God's will is for you this week, it's for you to look for an opportunity to do good. Then it says when you do good, those sacrifices please God. And there's not a person in this room that doesn't want to please God. Now let me flesh it out for you. Let me show you some simple things that you can begin to do. Here's the very first thing. Go first. What do you mean? Go first. What in the world, pastor, do you mean by go first? Here's what I mean. Smile first. Say hello first. Take time first. What do you mean? Don't wait for somebody else to smile. You smile first. Don't wait for somebody else to say hello. You say hello first. Take time to reach out to people. I was at the parts house here in town. Oh, it's been years ago. And I was in there buying oil to change my oil in my car. Now, listen, folks, I'm not a mechanic. I wished I was a mechanic. All right? If I could have more than one life, in my second life, I'm going to be a cowboy And in my third life, I'm going to be a mechanic, okay? And so I like to go into the parts house, and they know me, and they're kind to me. They know I don't know a thing, but I go in there and lean on the counter, and I said, need some oil, boys. And they're like, Pastor, get out of here. They don't don't do that. 
but I buy some oil and I feel good while I'm in there because I'm in a man place, right? Well, while I'm at the counter, the room is long and the doors are down there and a guy come busting in through the doors. And when he did, somebody at the counter said, oh, here comes Mr. In a Hurry. Listen to me. You do not want to be that person. God's business is people. Smile first. Say hello first. Take time to do something good for somebody else. Don't let being in a hurry steal what God wants to do in your life. Here's the next thing. Honor favor. What do you mean? Well, the Bible says that you and I are clothed with favor. When somebody slows down in traffic and lets you in, you acknowledge them. You wave your hand at them. You know what that is? That's honoring favor. When somebody does something good for you, you smile, you say thank you, you give a finger, right? You know, when you're on the highway and a trucker wants to pull over, slow down and let him in. Blink your lights and let him know that he can pull in. And then when he pulls in and you go by and he waves at you, you honor it. Honor favor. Look for ways to help other people. Then when people help you, don't be afraid to say, hey, thank you. Small actions add up to big impacts. It's not the big things. We've all seen those stories, right? Where the guy leaves a $1,000 tip for the waitress and it makes the news. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But it's not those things. It's the everyday small things. See, if you're waiting for something big to happen so you can help somebody, you're not going to help anybody. You're not going to do anything good because you're waiting for the big thing to come along. No, listen, it's the small actions that add up to big impact. Now, one of the things that I love about Tulia, and I love a lot of things about Tulia, one of the things I love about Tulia is every one of you, this is a great community to live in. We're so blessed. And whether we have a grass fire or somebody has a house fire or somebody's sick, people always come together and help each other. And that's one of the things that I love about this community. And I'm so grateful to be here. That's what we want. We want a community where good things are happening. Listen, Ground Zero, Power Kids, our men's ministry, our women's ministry, what we're doing here is impacting this community. This place is a better place. There's more light in this place because we're here. Why? Because we're not an audience. We're an army. Let me read you one more verse this morning. Psalms 37. Psalms 37.3 says, trust in the Lord and do good. Three weeks ago, I read that to you. And I talked about how we get in the mistake of thinking we have to do something to please God. Remember I talked about that? We try harder. And I said, stop trying harder and start trusting more. Listen, let me tell you what I'm not saying this morning. I'm not saying you got to go out and get busy for God because if you don't, he's not happy. Nope. He's happy. He's happy because of what Jesus did at the cross. What I'm saying is you take what you have and you take it to others and you recognize you're part of an army. You're part of an army of righteousness. You're part of an army of good. Listen to what it says. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. It pleases God when you do good. It's his will when you do good. And the scripture says, trust in him and do good. The next sentence says, you'll live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he'll give you your heart's desire. We're not an audience. We're an army. Amen? Amen. All right. Uh, before we pray and dismiss, I've, I've got something I need to share with you. <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was having some palpitations in my heart, just little flutters. Every time I'd see Vicky, my heart would flutter. And that's love, amen? And 
So I make fun of guys for not going to the doctor. So I thought I'd go get it checked out. So I went and saw Kim George, and she sent me to a heart doctor in Plainview. And they've poked, they've prodded, they've drawn blood, they've done tests. They have put me through the washing machine. And I went Friday to, to get the results. And I went in, and I figured they would say everything is fine. My heart is good. My heart muscle is good. But I have a, an enlarged aorta, and I'm going to have to have heart surgery. And I wanted y'all to know. I didn't want you to see it on Facebook. And so I go Tuesday to Lubbock to the heart doctor, uh, and they're going to schedule it. It'll be in the next, probably the next couple of weeks. I'm shocked. I had no idea. Uh, I, I just thought I'd go, and they'd say everything was fine. And here's what he said. He said, this is very serendipitous. Now, that word means unpursued blessing. He said, most people have this, and they don't know it. There's no symptoms. And he said, you drop dead from it. And he said, so it's the grace of God that they found it. And they ran tests, and they came across it, and I'm so grateful. I'm not in pain. I'm not hurting. He said, my heart's fine, but that aorta has gotten enlarged, and they need to repair it. They didn't think they were going to have to, but they, they had a second doctor in Lubbock look at it. And so I wanted y'all to know. And so I go Tuesday to get it checked, and then they'll schedule me for surgery. And uh, I, it's, I think it'll be just in the next few days. And so I, I, I love y'all. I appreciate you praying for me. I appreciate your prayers, and I know you're praying. And Vicki will be on Facebook, and she'll keep you informed. But I didn't want you to hear on the street, Rusty's having surgery, and you're like, what? I was just in church Sunday, and he didn't say anything. Amen. And so I wanted you to know that, all right? And I, I know you're praying, and I, I love you, and I'm grateful for you. And so I'm not trying to shock you at the end of the service. Y'all are like, what? That's how I felt Friday, right? See, it's Sunday. I'm doing better. It's been two days. But it was like Friday. I was like, what? So, so I just wanted to inform you. And uh, so y'all stand up, and let's pray. And, uh, I'll, and I will keep you informed. On t- I'll go Tuesday and find out, and then uh, we'll keep you hooked up. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. You're like, what in the world? All right. Father, I love you. I'm so grateful that we're not an audience. We're an army. We're an army for good. Father, open our eyes and help us to see ways to do good for others. Father, I thank you as I go Tuesday to the doctor, Father, that your grace is on this and you give the surgeon wisdom that you lead and guide them. Father, I know people are praying. I feel their prayers and their love. And I'm thankful, Father, you walk with us through this. I'm going to come out the other side and be fine. And that your grace is on it in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. I love you. Y'all be blessed and have a great day.